Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back here in the lunch hour here on a Thursday afternoon. People are salty today, John. Yeah. Saltier. Uh-huh. Yeah, Merry Flippin' Christmas. <laughs> Why? Why today? I, I don't know. I mean, I maybe the maybe they didn't get to be snotty over the last five days, so they've decided it's all pent up now, and they're just going to unload it on us. Oh, hey, but we got the man. outfield playing. It's a good time. Everybody's having a good one. <laughs> Colin's like, good vibes. Everyone's just hanging out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Um, so I don't know anyone besides you who, John, who um, sings the praises and loves the fondue <laughs> and the melting pot. I love the fondue. Like you do. I don't dislike it. I went through that phase of having a fondue pot like everybody else, where like you had it, you used it once, and then it went back in the box. Yeah, and never used it. It was too messy. Just it, that is not a thing you do at home. It, it isn't. I would. I agree completely. I think we have a fondue pot too somewhere, and I think it's still brand new in the box. Right, and so, and the only restaurant that I know of, and you may know of more, to go and do fondue in a restaurant is the Melting Pot. Nope, that's the only one I know. How is how do we only have one? How has no one else said, "Hey, why should they own the market on this? Let's do one too." Yeah, and, and I think the melting pot in general. Um, I don't know how well they do just on the average Thursday. You know, during mm-hmm. the year, they're a very uh, uh, they're very much geared towards special occasions. In fact, usually when you make a reservation, they'll ask you, "Is there a special mm-hmm. occasion that we're celebrating tonight?" Because they know anniversaries, birthdays. Uh, you know, anything like that that's a special occasion. I'm sure Mother's Day, they do extremely well Yeah, uh, because it's that kind of place. So, uh, you know, I guess they're just depending on the fact that people have birthdays all year round, right? Um, and, you know, there are some folks like Jen and I on occasion will go, hey, you want to go to Melting Pot? Yeah, sure. And, and we'll yeah. just set up and go. But I don't think that's the balance of their business. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you make a good point. Because the melting pot's not in that many cities. We have one or two. There's one a block from me. Yeah. I don't know if there's another one. I think that's the only one in town that I've been to. There's two okay. There's two in St. Louis. There's at least one here, if not another. If there is another one, let us know. Text line, go ahead. Um, but yeah, they, they just... They, they do it extremely well, and they have not only the cheese that everybody is familiar with, where you dip the bread and veggies in the cheese, mm-hmm. but they also have main course dinners that you cook in a different kind of, you don't put those in cheese, but uh, you can either do it in bouillon or oil, and I think there might be mm-hmm. another one. So it's that kind of, and then they, they do the chocolate fondue for dessert. Of course. 
and and it's great. But it is one of those restaurants where you better give yourself a couple of hours. I remember going on a Sunday eve. The only time I've ever been, it was a Sunday evening. When I was working at like one o'clock in the morning, that was when I was working the really the real overnight shift. And I think we went in at like six p.m. and it was ten. It was a four hour. I thought this is going too long. Yeah, like it really felt like I needed an hour taken off of that. It was fun, but yeah. special occasion is right. And it is. It's not the kind of thing you're going to do every week. Um, even if you really like fondue and that's, I mean, the other thing about it is you know, Jen and I have very similar tastes as far as that goes. So we never argue much about what, you know, what kind of cheese do you want to get? Well, the one we always get, <laughs> you know, right. what do you want to get for the chocolate? The same one we always get. So, uh, yeah, it, it helps, I guess. Um, of course, if you have bigger parties, you can have two pots going at the same time, Right. but it is just, it's, it's that kind of place that, um, you know, it, it's not going to be. A restaurant that you're going to go into and have a good meal and be out in 45 minutes. So with that, there has been a ruling, a judge's ruling about the definition and who can make Gruyere. Uh-huh. Am I pronounced Gruyere? I yes. I think it's Gruyere. Gruyere cheese, which is the main cheese in fondue. It's not the only cheese in fondue, but it's the main cheese in fondue. And Salon.com picked this up, and there's a very lengthy history behind this court case. But it's a win for the cheese industry. Uh-huh. And it's a win for people that like fondue. And so Salon.com is predicting that we might have uh, – fondue might become more popular now. Which I love. I mean, I think it would be interesting to see what you can do with it. And I think that really is probably the only thing – that would separate you like if you were going to try to compete with a melting pot if you could find a faster way to do what they do you know mm-hmm. that it, it's not yeah. quite and the other thing about the melting pot is it's not cheap now i think it's worth it you know mm-hmm. but you're paying for a lot of ambiance and low light and very pretty you know decor with uh, wine bottles on the walls and things like mm-hmm. that that's built into the cost but yeah is there a cheaper way to do that that you can do in an hour rather than two so with that, they are launching some new products. And the first thing I wondered about was, in the pandemic, did the melting pot accommodate by like at home kits? Because it's a hard thing to do at home if you don't have a if you don't have a pot. Yes, if you don't have a kit. Um, did they do the? Is there a cheaper version of a fondue pot, like a disposable version that they did like the? The at home, they do do to go at all. Um, in a way, they do sell the uh, the uh, what is it, garlic and wine spice that they use. Which, by the way, oh man, mm-hmm. <laughs> you want to talk about something you can put on anything? Uh, and no, I'm not doing a commercial for the melting pot, even though it kind of sounds like it. But I get pretty excited about this stuff. And they also sell the chocolate bars, okay, that they melt to do their chocolate fondue. Okay. Um, I don't know that they do cheese. I don't know if you can do that. Um, you know, I don't know if it would keep long enough or whatever. But yes, they they do have kind of a way that they can at least assist you if you do have a fondue pot at home. Okay, I'm on their website. Four course dinner for two. Um, $116. Yep, and that's for the complete experience. That's right, and that's salad, cheese fondue, entree, and chocolate. And the big night out dinner for two is $130. That's more extravagant. Mm-hmm. Fondue, salad, entree, and chocolate. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, that's, yeah, that's a full, 
That's a full night out. I'm looking at the calorie content now. They need to take this off their website. <laughs> yeah. Take the calories off. <laughs> it's, no. Yeah, if, if, it's not diet food either. No. Cheese, is, cheese and chocolate, that's not, uh, no, that's not diet food at all. Okay, so it'll be interesting to see then if another company, if another restaurant decides let's do let's do fondue cheaper yeah or to go so that we can compete a little bit yeah it'd be fun to see um even though i mean the the special occasions are still going to always be at the melting pot but if, if somebody could figure out a way to do a kind of a fast casual um i hate to say it but even like a ruby tuesday or applebee's version of fondue uh-huh then yeah have at it if you have if you have thoughts here, nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. All right, still to come. We have a couple of uh, travel stories. We'll talk about what Pierce Brosnan, the actor, did uh, that some park rangers are upset about at Yellowstone. He did exactly what other people get in trouble for doing at Yellowstone, and he's in trouble for it too. We'll get to that coming up on KMBZ. All right, we'll talk about these tourists in the UK here uh, in a couple of minutes. What they want installed to keep them safer from themselves <laughs> at a bridge here. We don't know exactly what Pierce Brosnan did because interestingly that's being kept under wraps, but we know enough to know why he got cited by park rangers at Yellowstone National Park. Before we get to Pierce Brosnan, was it Yellowstone? Because I always get him confused. There's, there's I'm a bunch of big giant uh, national parks out west. Was it Yellowstone where the where the woman fell in? To the geyser. That's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was. Yep. Um, yeah. And, and Pierce Brosnan, he didn't do that. <laughs> to the best of our knowledge, he's fine. But he was cited for going off trail. And I mean, there, there are reasons, first of all, why those trails exist. There are reasons why the signs there tell you don't go off the trail. You, I mean, you can get yourself lost. You can get yourself hurt by something or you can, you know, fall into a geyser. So, uh, yeah, not the best idea in the entire world. Uh, he was there recently filming Unholy Trinity, a Western. And I guess while he was out there on November 1st, he went to Yellowstone, and they're requiring he show up in court. Good. Uh, federal court on January 23rd after being cited for allegedly walking in an off-limits thermal area of the park. Um, one was for violating foot travel rules and another for violating closure and use limits. Yeah. As though there's not a reason why they might close something. Right. <laughs> it could be dangerous. So, and when you said it's in a thermal area of the park, that's obviously what they were worried about, is that he was going to get himself racked up. Here's your adult content warning here for just a moment. As uh, KCTV5 had a version of this that gave us previous incidents of why you would not want to go off the path. Mm -hmm. In one particularly horrifying instance in 2016, a man was killed. I'm going to not say the next word, but his body was not left with much. No. After he fell into a hot spring while hiking in a band area with his sister. All they were able to recover from the man was a wallet and a pair of flip-flops. I remember the shoes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes, because it's very, 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 very hot. Yeah. And will burn you to nothing. Yeah, it's it's almost at boiling point. Um, so and sometimes is at boiling point, which is where the pressure builds up. So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I said I'm glad they're making him show up in court is I want him treated the same way anybody else would be who did the same thing. 
that, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know Pierce Brosnan. I've never met the man. I, I'm sure that under most circumstances, he's fine. I don't remember hearing any terrible stories about him in the past. But you always get that that idea when somebody does something like this that he thought he could get away with it because he's famous. Yeah, he thought the rules don't apply to me. Mm-hmm. Because I am who I, they'll never cite me. They'll never, <laughs> Don't you know. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> exactly. They'll know who I am. Uh-huh. Who was he? Who was the big movie that he was in? 007? He yeah. Was, um... He was one of them. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't remember even which ones he was, but uh, he was, the TV show before that was what made him famous. Oh, Remington Steel. Remington Steel, right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just a famous actor. I mean, everybody, he even had like the bit part in Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. he's, he's just had some, a lot of, a lot of works here and there. Yeah, I'm sure he thought, oh, those rules don't apply to me. They're not watching. They won't catch me. And I'm here shooting a movie. So, right. Yeah, like they would care. But, he, I mean, if you think about it that way, even more so with somebody like Pierce Brosnan, they're going to want to make sure that he doesn't. How would you like to be the spokesperson for Yellowstone National Park that has to come out and tell the public that Pierce Brosnan died in one of your geysers? Yeah. Yeah, because if he... If something had happened when he went off the trail, as people are known to do, mm-hmm. if something had happened and he fell in, somebody would look at the interior department and say, well, why weren't you guys out there watching? Yep. Because you know people are going to do it, so why aren't you out there patrolling and keeping an eye out? Pierce Brosnan gored by a bison. <laughs> you know, something along, the, All the headlines you don't want. <laughs> yes. All right. Then we go to um, this bridge crossing in North Wales. Uh, the spot is being described as something like straight out of a Harry Potter novel. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's stunning. Rolling stone arches covered in grass, river running underneath it. And the problem is that people keep going to go check out this bridge and they fall. And the tourists are saying, you need to do more here to keep us safe from ourselves. Hi. They want them to put up handrails. Now, again, th- this is a very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Of course, they, aren't they all? Uh, yeah. This is a stone bridge. It's stone and brick, and and as Jamie said, it's got two arches. So you've got a centerpiece that this stream goes around, and you've got an arch that goes from from either side of that centerpiece back to the land on either side of the stream. So it kind of, you know, you're walking on top of the arches. Each one of those arches, what would you say? That's probably 10 feet wide, maybe not even that wide, seven seven feet. Yeah, probably. It's hard to tell because scale is weird. But um, so you've got plenty of room there. But because it's grass, no, it's not going to give you a whole lot of traction. Why don't you, here's a crazy idea, stay in the middle of the bridge and watch your footing. I, um, what will happen is they will just close the bridge. Yep. I mean, rather than put up handrails, which will look ugly and awful and dumb and it'll, people complain that it will destroy their pictures. Like, cause you're going to have handrails in people's pictures and they're not going to like that. You just don't let people go yeah. to the bridge. Well, and, and what might happen as a result of that, if they do close that bridge off to pedestrian traffic right next to it, uh, maybe 30 feet away is another bridge that's just stone. It doesn't have the the really pretty grass over the top of it or whatever. I'm guessing that's where the road goes. So if they close pedestrian access to that bridge, then the pedestrians are going to have to walk over the ones the cars go over. And what do you want to bet is going to happen the first time somebody gets hit? 
Right. Okay. What's the answer here? We can't have um, nice things. Yeah. Locals say don't do it. It's going to spoil it, and it will. But you can't have the first time somebody falls in the river and drowns, then you have a different problem. Yep. So that this isn't this one's annoying. I Th- this one's irritating. Yeah. I, I we we used to have signs that would say at your own risk. And it seems right. like that might be the best thing to do here is say, listen, um, take a look. If you don't think this is something you can navigate without falling off of it because you just have to get that close to the edge, then why don't you stay here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can look. It's beautiful, but and phone lines are working. If you've been to it or if you know more about it, yeah. feel free to let us know. Because they're right. I mean, it does look like something straight out of the Shire. I mean, if you yeah. use this in a Hobbit movie, it would not be out of place. Yeah, and I mean, it's not the only place that we've talked about like that. There are a lot of places that are really scenic and really idyllic and a little dangerous to get to. It's up to you on what you, the risk that you take yeah. when you go visit those. Let's go to Bonner Springs and uh, bring Maggie into the mix. She's got something to say about it. Hi, Maggie. Hi, how are you guys doing? Doing Great. fine. What's on your mind? Um, yeah, when I was a little girl, my dad used to take me, you know, out to the forest and stuff. We used to go to Canada, go camping, and he taught me... Um, Whenever you go up and down a hill, you don't walk straight. You always walk sideways. That way you have traction. Yep. You know, and yeah. that way you can balance yourself. It's just the way that you're, it's kind of, you know, it's, it walks, you know, sideways. <laughs> sure. Up and down the hill. Yeah. So, and and maybe I mean, just, just use the caution that the situation calls for, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe they could put up a sign, um, you know, best if walked. Up and down, you know, the grass hill sideways. Yep. You know, that would work. More traction. All right. So, thanks, Maggie. Anyway, thanks, guys. You're Thank welcome. you. Thanks. Yep. Take care. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing that we didn't mention that they want, in addition to handrails, uh, and of course, the people that live in this town are like, come on, stop yeah. it. But they yeah. want handrails and they also want the grass replaced with something that has more traction. They want treads on it so that you can, which again would destroy the aesthetic of the thing. You're just taking it and ruining it. It, you are taking away the reason you are going to visit. It. Yes, yes. That that it is no longer the thing that you. So they want not grass. They you know just what? want you to put down like rubber mats or something. Why don't we also get get some of that yellow caution tape and start putting it all over Stonehenge? Because you know those rocks might fall down. <laughs> this is maddening. Because I'm just thinking about when she said, um, "Step to the step side to side." Yeah. I have done some relatively adventurous things in my time. And yeah, if you're on ice, that's exactly what they tell you is it just helps balance your weight. Yep. You know, if you just step to the side rather than up or down, you don't fall as easily. Sure. Because if you think about it, uh, if you put one foot out in front of the other and stand there and I want to knock you over, it's really easy. (laughs) I got to shove you on the shoulder. But if you're standing with your feet wide apart, it's going to be much more difficult. Yes. We just need, we, we have the answers to everything. <laughs> they just need to do that. They just need to ask us. That's all we ask. Especially today. Yes, absolutely. All right, we'll take a break. Coming up, questions are being asked about when a silver alert should be issued. Uh, there's a particular case where it took a couple of weeks. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We have talked significantly about Amber Alerts and how quickly those should be issued in order to be most effective. There was a story out of KCK about a silver alert that was issued for a guy who had not been seen in two weeks. And I don't often look at the Facebook comments on stories like this, but I did just happen to see a couple. And one of the questions that somebody asked was, why did it take two weeks to issue the silver alert. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I happened to see this. I was watching the news last night on Channel 9, and this story came up about this silver alert being issued for this man. And it's not just that he's been missing for two weeks. He has all kinds of other issues going on. He's got mental health issues that they did not get specific about. That's all they said. Uh, and is also blind. And you want to talk about somebody who would be in significant danger if he were to disappear, become disoriented, whatever. Um, it's this man. He's 67 years old. And as you said, he hasn't been seen for two weeks. Why did it take this long for anybody to let anyone know he was missing? Okay, so I am on the website for Missouri for the Endangered Silver Advisory Plan. I'm looking to see if there's a, a window of time here. Here are some of the requirements. A voluntary partnership between law enforcement and broadcasters. A person is 60 years old or older believed to be suffering from dementia or other cognitive impairment. Legal, custodian, uh, legal custodian has submitted a missing persons report. Sufficient information, like picture and that kind of thing, so that we would be able to find him. Um, there is no timeline in this for when, how, like how long you have to wait. Yeah. 
Well, because usually for a missing persons report, it's 24 hours, right? Yeah. Uh, right. Unless there are extenuating circumstances, if you're dealing with somebody who's very, very young or might otherwise be in danger, it can actually be shorter than that. But usually for somebody who is of sound mind and body, it's 24 hours. It's certainly not two weeks. And so, I mean... The, the only, I guess, detail that, that I don't have in front of me, if you've got a different version of this that says when police were made aware that he was missing, that, that you know, if, if they only found they out. not. Yeah. I mean, if they only found out a day or two ago, right. you know, if nobody bothered to tell them that this man was missing, then there's nothing they could have done. But, uh, I mean, with all the calls now for people saying, okay, what happened here? You're right. We need the timeline on this. I'm looking for a different version just to see if there's anything else in it. Um, last seen December 13th is everything I keep saying. Uh, everything I keep saying. So then it's a question of, um, is that how long it took for family members? And if so, why? I mean, did it take two weeks for family members to say, you know what, we think you might be in trouble and contact police and initiate that? And if so, why did it take two weeks for the family to report it? Right. And we don't have any of the answers to that. No, but, you know, it goes back to something. And you and I talked about this uh, a couple of years back. And it's something that I've noticed that has really stuck in my mind. And I guess the more now that I'm looking for it, the more I see it is that um, not so much with amber alerts, but with these silver alerts more. I mean, it seems to me I hear about them more often here than any other place I've ever lived. And I feel like we hear about it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it makes you wonder, are are we, for whatever reason, having a crisis that we don't know about when it comes to things like elder care? That, I mean, I know there are some organizations here in town that do a fantastic job uh, that are geared toward, you know, assisted living facilities and things like that that do a wonderful job with elder care. But is is are we here in this area specifically dropping the ball, leading to a lot of these instances where these silver alerts pop up? So I will admit, I don't pay a ton of attention to them. Not like I do Amber Alerts, um, in part because my phone doesn't go off the same way. So you might know more as you've paid attention to them, but um, hasn't been seen in two weeks is different from um, left a facility and hasn't been seen. Yes. Like, uh, hasn't been seen in two weeks might mean... I go two weeks and don't talk to my mom sometimes. <laughs> sure. Right. And if, he, and if he's living on his own and, right. and nobody's there to check on him. Right. So it makes me wonder, are we doing a good enough job keeping in touch with our the elder parts of our society? Yeah. You think about what happens every time there's either an extreme cold snap or an extreme heat wave. And we we assist the the uh the first responders in that by saying hey if you know somebody who is older or who may not be able to to navigate this as well as we can why don't you call and check on them because that's the way they find out about it and uh, i mean the fact that that we're called upon to do that and i mean it doesn't do us any harm (laughs) i don't want to make it sound like these are the labors of hercules if we can save a life by reminding you to check on your parents or your aunt or uncle or whatever then fantastic. Um, but it, 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 you know, the fact that it comes to that, that we have to re- remember that every time there's something going on that might put people at risk, to me says you're right, that for that there's a, a nexus there that isn't being crossed. Yeah, you got me just thinking, I mean, my mom is perfectly mentally, every, everything's fine, but she lives alone. Mm-hmm. 
You got me just even thinking about um, we have a standard, unless there's something going on, but we we have a standard talk every Saturday morning date. It's it's when I get up, usually I'm up later, nine, 10 o'clock, somewhere in there. There's half an hour in there somewhere that we always just kind of catch up from the week. And if I'm busy, we do it on Sunday. That is the only time she and I ever really communicate. Yeah. Is uh, occasionally we text, but that's it. And it does have me thinking like, should she be checking in with me every night before she goes to bed so that I know she has made it home from the day? Because if something were to happen, when would somebody know? Yeah. And I mean, I know with, with technology now, we have more ways than ever mm-hmm. to be able to keep those connections. Uh, I mean, to the point of we we have one of the A devices. <laughs> Thank you for that. I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that has the video chat ability right. on it. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's called an Echo Show, I think. So, yeah, we can do those kinds of video calls. And we'll call my sister every so often on that thing just so that everybody can kind of get together face to face again. But that kind of thing is out there. I mean, you could even, if you had somebody who was in a position to be of that kind of need, you're not. But right. but if you had somebody who was, you could have something that's as simple as a, a check-in, uh, either an app or just, hey, whenever you get home every day at 5 o'clock, I'm going to text you, make sure you're okay. You respond back and we're all good. I don't want to go so far, at, and again, I'm not in this position yet, but at some point I will be. Um, she doesn't have a ring doorbell camera. Mm-hmm. It would feel weird to me to ask her to get one or have it installed for her just so I could check to look and see if she got home at the end of the night. Yeah. You know what I mean? Alert me that her door is locked for the night. That's what I want. Like I want the all locked in for the night signal. But you can see a situation where some where that would be a necessity for somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. That if you're uh, you know if if you're disabled for whatever reason to a certain point, then you would want to have something like that uh, just to be able to to be, you know go back and check the camera and not only check to make sure that they made it in okay, but check to make sure nobody else did. Yeah. Do you pay attention to the silver alerts when they're issued? Yeah. I don't. I I I I hear it. I take note. Oh, silver alert. I feel like we have them so often that I don't pay attention. And that's awful. The only time that, that I do kind of make a mental note of it is when I'll see it like like we did last night on the news because it's got a picture along with it. So I'll file that guy's face away and say, okay, if I, if, for whatever reason, if I happen to run into him, at least I'll know he may be in need of some help. If you have thoughts, 913-586-7798. Here's an upper for you out of studyfinds.org. According to a new survey, the average adult does not start thinking about their own funeral. This is weird in a funny way. (laughs) I'll just say doesn't start thinking about their own funeral like they should have done it a lot sooner. Uh, Doesn't start thinking about their own death and funeral until the age of 51. (laughs) Should it be a lot sooner? Uh Are we surprised by this? I'm apparently late to the dance. I haven't done a whole lot of ruminating on it over the past three years. Um, yeah, they said it was 2000 British individuals, uh, is who they surveyed and they find it very intriguing. They said, um, 80% of respondents admit that they start thinking about their mortality more as they frequently go to the funerals of others. Um, and then they get more kind of poetic about it. Um, 54% do not have a will in place. 24% have no interest in even thinking about it. Yeah. Don't even want to. 
Oh, I don't want to go there. How many people stay like that until the day they die? Just many. you know, whistling past the graveyard, going, "Nope, it's never going to be me." And then thud. Yeah, um, I, I tell you, the one odd thing for me just recently that kind of works its way into this is that uh, you know, w- w- with my parents. It's it's kind of a different thing. I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but when your parents die, it affects you in so many different oh, yeah. ways that mm-hmm. you, you can't even put that into words. But what has been going on with me lately that's been not making me necessarily ruminate on my own mortality, but has been bringing it home a lot more is I'm starting to lose teachers. Oh, and okay. and, and I don't know why, but okay. but that that is. A slap in the face. Um, I mean, when it, it, you know, when you leave high school or you leave college, in your mind, those teachers stay the same age forever. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they're just yeah. always they there. Age. It's like seeing your teacher when you're out at the grocery store, and it's like, wait a minute, you have a life? What? <laughs> aren't you supposed to be in school? Yeah, it's just strange. But uh, you know, I've, I've got one teacher that I was very close to when I was in high school, who is right now in the final stages of cancer, um, and okay. she knows it. I mean, yeah. you know, she, and she's been posting a lot about it. But I, I'll see pictures of her now, and you know, it it just nobody tells you to prepare for that. And then it happens, and you're like, wow, I have no idea how to deal with this. Yeah, um, now you got me thinking about it. Uh, There's one teacher from high school, the one that pointed out journalism to me that I still keep in touch with, and he doesn't teach anymore. He, at one point, 15 years ago, left teaching and, like, heads up the union in Illinois now. And Uh it was weird for me when he wasn't in the classroom anymore. I thought, well, wait a minute, you're not. And then I go home, when I go home to Illinois occasionally, I will have coffee with him. And that's a weird thing. Yeah. But he's, you know, an expert in writing. And so we get together. Um, he's probably my parents' age, I'm going to guess. And and still really help. But that will be significant to me when that, like, that's one of those where it'll be a class reunion from high school. Yeah. At that, at that wake. Right. so many of us had that same teacher. Sure. Yeah. And uh, uh, I don't know how big your school was. My... The, the, you know, the high school that Ms. Flowers was my teacher, the one that I was just talking about. Um, we were, I think the entire school was 1,100 kids. It wasn't big. Okay. My, like my senior graduating class from the public school was as big as the entire high school that I went to for most of my career. Um, and, and so, yeah, but it's that same kind of thing. I mean, every school like that is going to have those teachers that that everybody had and everybody loved. I mean, it's like we were talking about with Ian Punnett the other day right. who, who taught yeah. who taught Colin. That to, to have that, uh, I mean, I still hear stories about when Dick Feynman out at uh, Caltech died and how many just massive events they had for students after that because he was widely beloved. Yeah. Um, if you if you are part of this group, again, they say very few people have started making financial plans by the age of 50. Very few are writing things out. I'm at the stage where. Um, because my mom had a health uh, health scare not that long ago. We are in the phase of, <clears throat> it's not just that you need the will to be done. I need, and because I'm the only child, so this will all be on me. We're in the phase of, I need you to write down work that's been done on the house. I need you to tell me who services your furnace, who I, tricks to opening the back door. I need stuff like that. That's not in a will, That's but just stuff that I, you forget to tell people. Right. Because it's just you in your house. I, I need the code to your phone. 
I, stuff like that. And that's a weird conversation to have, let me tell you. Yeah, what's what's the app uh, where, where you can keep track of where they are? Um, oh, I can't remember the name of it. I know it's, it's a fairly popular one, but you can set up a family in it. And you can track each other. No matter where anybody is, you always mm-hmm. can you know, get a, a GPS location on where they are at any given time. Somebody on the text line will know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, And I think Scott uses it, as a matter of fact. I seem to remember them talking about the fact that he had this. Uh, and so yeah, that's that's an option. But then again, I mean, sometimes you, you don't want to necessarily have your entire family know where you are, you know? And I feel like that's an invasion of her privacy. Right. I, somebody else suggested that. Like, we could location share on Google Maps. Sure. I, you know, I mean, it would be that simple. I don't I, I don't think she would ever do it. Life, I, I don't. <laughs> 12 people just texted Life360. Okay, of course. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the one. Thank you. Yeah, I don't. I don't want that. I don't want her to know where I am 24 hours a day because I sure. feel like that should be mutual. And she's. No, I don't. I don't want to know that. I just want to know that she's home safe at the end of the night. Yep. That's yeah. it. And, so. and maybe it's as simple as that, like just, you know, reminding her, hey, when you get home, drop a pin. <laughs> yeah. Just let me know. Yeah. yeah. Drop a pin in Google Maps and you're good. All right. We'll take a break here. Uh, coming up, we've got some figures on what it'll cost to do New York uh, New Year's Eve in New York City. Get to that here on KMBZ. Who would pay this amount of money? Number one, I have no desire to ever be in New York City on New Year's Eve, ever. You don't even want to do it once just for the sheer curiosity of what that kind of crowd is like? I really don't. I I know, like, they talk about it. You should, you know, you should do it once, whatever. I just don't. Those kinds of crowds, that many hours, no bathrooms, cold. Uh Uh-huh. No, thank you. That's, and, and... I guess the one thing that would keep me from doing it, because I don't mind crowds at all. In fact, uh, there are times when I love to be in the middle of a giant heaving mass of humanity. I think that's fun. Not always, but on occasion. What would keep me from doing it is that you know everybody's hammered. Everybody. And you're going to get thrown up on. And you might get... (laughs) peed next to or whatever it's it's just yeah i i that that is one crowd i could deal without i'm the short girl in a crowd like that i'm just getting pushed around Uh uh-huh i'm not going to be able to see anything because i can't see over anybody and so there's no point in me being there i would see absolutely nothing sure is there a hotel or something that I can get a room that overlooks times square then i would do that there is uh it's going to cost you a little What's a little? $12,500 <laughs> a night. It's not a little. That's a, that's more than a little, yeah. It's not, uh, that's more that's, than a little. That's for overnight New Year's Eve uh, for a luxury couples package at the Marriott Marquis. So, yeah, for the for the bargain basement price of twelve five. Uh, how many months <laughs> of rent is that for most people? <laughs> 10? How much is it? Yeah, 12,500, 12, yeah. So for a night? That's for one 10? night, right. That's about 10 months of rent for so me. So you're talking about almost 12? an entire year spent in in your place or one night spent at the Marriott Marquis for the luxury couples package. Now, that comes with other stuff. I'm sure you get a bottle of champagne and some food for room <laughs> service or whatever, but still, uh-huh. you, there's not enough lobster tail in the world. Real quick, while we have a couple of minutes, if you've ever done New York, uh, New Year's Eve in a place, a destination like that, that was really worth it and really cool, what was it? 913-586-7798. Like, I've done it in downtown Chicago on North Pier one okay. time. Like, when I was in, in college, I think, Navy Pier, uh, yeah, I think it was Navy Pier. 
it was cold, it was snowing, whatever, but it was fireworks over the lake. That was a big deal. I did that once. That's kind of my best story. I don't, yeah, I, I'm thinking back on it. Um, there might have been one year where there was a radio station event going on. Yeah, in fact, there was. Now that I think of it, yes, uh, 1999 into 2000, going into Y2K. Everybody was making a big deal oh, about yeah. everything. And I hosted the New Year's Eve celebration at the Opryland Hotel in Nashville because I was on the oh, air at WTN at that point. Neat. Oh, it was That's great. Co- That's cool. That's a way to do it. Yeah. Nashville would be fun. And my mom came in and, yeah, and the kids were there. And it was, yeah, a great time had by all. Uh, and and everybody was into it because even the people that normally stay at the Opryland who were in bed by eight o'clock, they, it was New Year's Eve, so they knew there was going to be a big party going on. Now you got me thinking about cities that might be fun. Like, is New Orleans fun on New Year's Eve, or is it like Times Square? Huh. Well, I know? I know every year there's a list of all of the different drops that happen. Like there's the oh, yeah. there's the big crystal ball drop in New York City. And there's there's one town, I don't want to say it's in North Carolina or something that drops a pickle. Um there's another <laughs> I I didn't make it up. Okay. Uh, there's another one that does uh, you know everybody's got like their own thing. All these small towns, it's usually not big cities, but smaller towns will get together and they'll have their big civic whatever. Um, like Collinsville, Illinois would do a garlic clove or something because they have a big garlic festival there every year. Or uh-huh. not horseradish, not garlic, sorry. Um, but, yeah, something along those lines. Usually, though, yeah, the only big city nationally, I mean, internationally, Sydney makes a giant deal on a New Year's Eve. Yes. They have the fireworks yeah. over the bridge and, yeah. Um, but in the U.S., every city, I'm sure, is going to have their own party, but the only one that gets any press is New York. Like is Las Vegas cool on New Year's Eve, or is it annoying? Is it fun, or is it, or is it just Las Vegas? <laughs> is Las Vegas ever not on annoying? a regular night? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, now in in CNN, you mentioned New Orleans. CNN is yes. usually in New Orleans for for New Year's Eve. Oh, really? Um, yeah, that's their one a.m. Th- or one a.m. Eastern time. So midnight okay. they do New York, and they check in. I think they've got a couple of anchors. Don Lemon was one of them, I think, who who lived right. down there. Um, okay. He's not really on the network much anymore, but um, uh-huh. yeah, I, I think that that was part of what they did, and uh, so yeah, they must they must have something. Wait, it's power and light here. Is that usually what happens? The big New Year's Eve bash. This is where I need Colin, our young, our resident young person. Yeah, you have <laughs> no idea. He's throwing his hands up. <laughs> it's, a, it's amateur night, and I think that's where for a yeah. lot of us, nobody wants to go out because then you have to get home, and so does everybody else yep. at the exact same time. And that's not appealing. Yeah, I assume John Power and Light probably does does a big thing. Um, yeah, is, is it? I should know the answer. Is it New Zealand that claims the first, like the first big celebration they're because the first, they hit it yeah, first? They're the first big one. The first big city is going to be, yeah. you know, Wellington, Auckland. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I was just looking over the text line. You <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. Somebody said. I was in New York City, Times Square for 2000. Saw Prince singing 1999. It was awesome. Never do it again. There you go. <laughs> right. But you did you, it once. You did it once, and now there's no reason to go back there and put yourself through that. If you want to give us ideas, and it, it's clear that most of you are all just staying home for New Year's Eve, and that's totally fine. Or you're staying here and staying in town, and that's, I will be home safely by like 10 or 11. Like Get me home. Yeah. Now the bars on the plaza outside my front door will still be open and crazy, but at least I'm not having to drive. Sure. 
amongst everybody else. So, all right, thanks everybody for getting here. Coming up in the next hour, we will go to Wisconsin. We have a university chancellor who has been fired. He's threatening legal action over the reason why. We will get to that coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 